to Jurassic Park. The most phenomenal discovery of our time becomes the greatest adventure of all time. A Steven Spielberg film. An adventure 65 million years in the making. Jurassic Park. A British family on a yacht cruise stumbled upon Site B. And now it's only a matter of time before this lost world is found and pillaged. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. What is it? <sighs> Mommy's very angry. The Lost World. It could almost be paradise. But in this forbidden place, where man has tampered with nature, something unexpected has evolved. They set a trap. They actually set a trap. Like a like a velociraptor chasing after you, man. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Welcome to another geeking poetic podcast. Uh, this is a retrospective. We haven't <laughs> done one of these in a little while. A few months. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A few months. Last one was what the May. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the yeah. mummy. La mumia. <laughs> <laughs> it was in May, Cinco of May, Cinco de Mayo, we discussed La Mumia. <laughs> and it surprisingly is doing very well. Yeah, people seem to really like the mummy one. Yeah. yeah. So we're doing it again. <laughs> but we're not talking about the mummy. No, we're not. How about a better franchise, in my opinion? Ooh, them's fighting words. Beto, don't start yet. <laughs> I wouldn't say better. Let's say even. It's different. Different. They're totally, totally different, different categories. Yeah. That's true, yeah. But would you rather watch Jurassic Park 3 or Tomb of the Emperor? Oof. Uh, yeah, Three. That's, that's, Son of a that's a really good point. <laughs> Although, that being said, without giving away too much, they both have the same thing in common, that their first movies of each of Jurassic Park and The Mummy are the superior ones, I think. And then the other few are just... Meh. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah. And these particular three, you would agree with that? Yeah. Mr. Sequel Man. Don't get me wrong, I love the sequels to Jurassic Park, and I love Mummy Returns, but Jurassic Park 1 is one of the greatest movies ever yeah. made. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we thought, uh, we thought it was about that time. We unfortunately missed the 25th anniversary because that would have been last year, I think, right? Yeah, because yeah, it, it came out in 93. Out in 93 yeah. Right, so... We're a little late for that. However, we are timely with this in the fact that they are bringing the original Jurassic Park back to the movie theaters for uh, Labor Day and all that stuff. Oh, for Labor Day. Nice. It's yeah. They're, uh, yeah, it's actually going to be showing at Gurney Mills. Really? Mm-hmm. It's only showing at certain theaters oh. and stuff. But uh, So it is a little timely. So after you guys watch and listen to this episode, if you're like, man... I want to go see Jurassic Park. Well, guess what? You, you can. can. You can go see it. How cool is that? Came out 25, 26 years ago now. And you could go see it at the theater if you want. So there you have it. We're so timely. You know, mm-hmm. we're just so timely with our ideas. We're trendsetters. It's like somebody's reading our mind. <laughs> we make these decisions and then halfway through, they're like, surprise. <laughs> it's timely now. We're doing something with this again. 
Surprise, surprise, right between the eyes. <laughs> when I when I was a kid and I was going to Sunday school, I had this this teacher, Sunday school teacher guy that was this priest father or something, I forget. And he had this song that we all had to sing like in front of like the school from our parents. And for some reason I still remember that. That that it went something like that. It was like, and then surprise, surprise, right between the eyes. It's baffling to the wise. Or something like that. And I all I remember about it is that my dad fucking hated it. <laughs> I remember my dad being like, this is the stupidest ass thing. <laughs> and my mom was just like, oh, just, you know, whatever. And my dad was just like, you shouldn't even have to do this shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I just remember being like, oh, yeah, it's, it's pretty dumb. Dumb. Even as a kid, I was like, it was pretty dumb. And believe me, I liked some dumb stuff. <laughs> but one thing I liked as a kid that wasn't dumb was dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't like dinosaurs as a kid, man? We should all like dinosaurs. I mean, how can they're big old bird lizard guys? How can you not love them when you're a kid? <laughs> the only kids who ended up not loving them so much are the kids, the dumbass kids that appear in the Jurassic Park franchise. <laughs> Well, that's on the grandpa for even putting them in that situation. It's like, here, let me open this very dangerous park. Let me use my grandkids as guinea pigs. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. You guys go test it out for the rest of the world. Yeah, that was pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah, it makes you wonder if he just had ulterior motives. He seemed so, you know, John Hammond seemed so nice and Santa Claus-like and everything. But maybe he was just like, I hate these goddamn kids. <laughs> What's a well, way I can get rid of them, but well, make it seem like an accident? <laughs> I know. Feed them to the fucking dinosaurs. <laughs> well, didn't they make him more lovable in the movie than in the book? Was he more like stringent and businessman? and A little more eccentric yeah. billionaire type. Yeah. Okay. He was supposed to be a little more Howard Hughes-ish okay. in the book. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, we should even, before we get ahead of ourselves, I mean, I'm sure most people that are going to bother watching this would know, but... Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a ton of spoilers in this, because it is a retrospective, so if you haven't seen these movies, or read the books, or both, or whatever, like, why are you even watching this? <laughs> why would you even Because they're like you, and they want to ruin it for themselves. Not many people are like me, though. When it comes, well, in a bunch of ways. <laughs> but this but, is also Jurassic Park. If you haven't seen these movies, like, I, I don't understand you. <laughs> right? Or at least I mean, not even know, like, what it, what's going to happen. Right? It's like, you know, rich people, rich white people make dinosaurs, bad things happen, people die. Redo. Do it again. Redo it. Again. <laughs> That's, that is it. Yeah. I mean, well, they, I, you just summed it all up. We don't even need to do this anymore. Yep, we're done. All right. See you. Bye. No, wait, hang on, hang on, we're not done. So, anyway, but that is basically the crux of it. Um, But Vito, yeah, I mean, tell us a little bit, because I know you're Mr. Books and stuff. This obviously uh, was not just an invention of Hollywood. Nope, it's an invention of Michael Crichton, one of my favorite authors. Yep. Mm. And I actually read this book in sixth or seventh grade, I think. So after the movie came out is when I read this book. Okay. And I was surprised about all the stuff that was in the book that was not in the movie. Oh, tons. Like pterodactyls, there's like a riverboat scene, and they use some of that in Jurassic Park 3. Right. Um, But yeah, a lot of the characters are different. Uh, They combine some characters into one character for the movie. Mm -hmm. Right. 
like uh, Gennaro the lawyer is not like a scumbag who leaves the kids behind. He's actually the right. one who wants to help the kids and get them to safety. Hmm. Whereas in the movie, he just abandons him and gets eaten in the fucking porta john. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the best parts. <laughs> it is. It's good. So if you haven't read the book, I highly recommend you read the book. If not, do the audiobook because Scott Brick does the narration and Scott Brick is amazing. So get that book right hmm. now. Right now. Thick as a brick. Thick as a brick. <laughs> now, Jurassic Park 2 or the Lost World book, you can totally skip that book and never read it. You'll be, you'll be just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Is I the find movie it, enough? Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy watching the movie, but the book's just pretty boring, I think. Hmm. Tedious. I don't know. Well, he I, didn't even want to write the second book, did he? No. But Spielberg kind of convinced him, and there was, you know, I think a $6 million paycheck in it for him or something like that. Right. So he's like, all right, I guess I'll do it. And but. then they kind of like, well, you wrote the book. I'm just going to, you have nothing to do with the movie. Yeah. So they kind of got rid of Michael Crichton. Because Spielberg was that. like dead set to make a sequel, obviously. Because mm-hmm. first one money. Was, right. <laughs> I mean, it's like a billion dollar movie or whatever it is. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was that was a biggie. Yeah. Big as a brontosaurus. <laughs> Wasn't it like that, the biggest movie for years before, until Titanic? Probably. Okay. It could have been. Yeah, I think you might be right about that. But yeah, the uh, the original book, Jurassic Park, came out in 1990, I believe. Does that sound Some, right? 89 or 90, yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't long before, as soon yeah, as it, it came 90, out. I think it was 90, because the movie came out in 93, right? Yep, and yeah. a fun fact, the Carnosaur novel came out before Jurassic Park. For as much as Vito is just generally a dinosaur fan, and he's a pretty big Jurassic Park fan, he is a much, much more fervent follower of the, uh, I don't even know, colorful <laughs> movie series that is known as Carnosaur. How many Carnosaur movies are there? Technically, there's... 30. No, there's <laughs> there's five, but three have the name Carnosaur in them. Mm-hmm. Number four is called Raptor, and they basically just took scenes from the first three and then filmed an additional 15 or 20 minutes of like original footage and they splice it together to make another movie. Then there's a movie called The Eden <laughs> Formula, which is basically certain scenes from the Carnosaur movies spliced again into a movie where they filmed a bunch of other stuff. Wow. It's Roger Corman, man. What do you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good old Roger Corman. I like some Roger Corman films, but I don't exactly expect like primo quality out of them they're just, yeah they're just more entertaining in that roger corman kind of way <laughs> <laughs> oh Vito, you and your carnosaur they're great man give them a shot <laughs> yeah well yeah we're gonna have to one day yeah we will no we will we will that's gonna be something we'll do as a feature down the line is we're gonna have to force each other to watch <laughs> watch a series that the other two are like oh god and then see if we feel any differently about it, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, we'll see. But um, in any case, yeah, this was, as you already mentioned, this was a Steven Spielberg production. Uh, he directed it, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. 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 Back in those days. Does he still direct movies anymore? Or is he pretty much just like sticking to production, like being the, the executive producer kind of thing? Did he do that Super Super 8 movie with the kids in the train and the alien? Was that I, him or you, you produced know, that? I'm not sure, but 
even that, I mean, that's not exactly a new movie. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, that's at least 10 years old or something. Yeah, yeah. it came out a while ago, Vito. So, <laughs> yeah, I was meaning like in the last, like, you know, five to 10 years. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't He does nothing else. To, well, he might say he has stuff to prove, but I, I don't think say, he has anything to prove, you know, about what yeah. he has to make. Spielberg's know? like, I got nothing left to prove. <laughs> I got nowhere else to go. <laughs> Sorry, that's Richard Gere. <laughs> An officer and a gentleman. <laughs> Way off the beaten path from this. This movie, I don't remember if you told us or not. Did you see this in the theater? Four times. Four mm. times. Wow. Dude, it blew my fucking mind. I was, what, 11 years old, I think? Yeah. Man, Jurassic Park being a brand new thing when you're 11 years old. That, that's prime target audience right there. <laughs> yeah. Even my nephews now, they're you know, seven and 12 and we saw Jurassic world, the new one. And they were like, Holy shit, this is crazy. You know? (laughs) Yeah. So it has an effect on kids, man. Sure. Dinosaurs. Well, it's dinosaurs come to life. I mean, how can you beat it? That's another thing we should mention real quick before we continue on is that we are just going to talk about the Jurassic park trilogy here. Cause people are going to be like, Oh, well Jurassic world and Jurassic world fallen kingdom. We may mention that kind of in passing, but we're going to save those for another episode. Yeah, they, they deserve their own. Yeah. Because yeah, they're, they're, they're a trilogy as well. So right. We got to wait for the be. third one to come out. Yeah. Right. So we're going to kind of wait on our retrospective of that. Um, we're just going to focus on the original three. And uh, what about you, Meg? When did you see this? Do you remember when you first saw Jurassic Park? I probably rented it or saw it on tv at some point yeah i don't remember exactly when but it wasn't in the theater because i'm lame and didn't go to the movie a lot until recently i was just gonna say back then you didn't yeah back then i did because you were only 13 too so i lived in oklahoma out in the country and yeah right it wasn't exactly like you could just (laughs) jump in the car yeah i couldn't just walk down the sidewalk to the movie theater and stuff i have to right right drive two hours and (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was a, it was a whole production just to get there so right and so in 1993 i was 20 years old so i was a full-grown adult that could take my ass to the movie theater and i did i i went and saw it at the theater but i only saw it once yeah i really liked it i wasn't completely as blown away with it as like a lot of other people were But I really, well, I shouldn't, no, I take that back. I was blown away with it. I wasn't, I didn't become like as fervent of a fan of it like you did, you know, because you were like a big time fan of it. I enjoyed it, but being older, I wasn't like all like totally smitten with dinosaurs and stuff quite as much. But I was completely blown away with the way this movie looked. Yeah. And the CG and everything for the time and... Yeah, I was watching, I wish I could remember who it was now, some video prepping for this. And he was saying, like comparing this first movie to right. the other two movies. And it's the angles. I saw that they, same video, Megan. Yeah, yeah the yeah, angles yeah, yeah. that they used like made the humans look so small and the dinosaurs so big. Right. It was awe-inspiring stuff. And the other movies, they, they didn't do that. Right. They made the humans and stuff on the same plane as a dinosaur, and it wasn't as big. Impressive. Yeah. yeah. Impressive. You didn't get that scale of these things are larger than life, really. Right. Or that you were going to be dinosaur poop. Yeah. yeah because right. they were going to eat your ass up. And it's funny just how something that simple 
can make the world a difference. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a good point. In those, in the first movie, when you had scenes like that, when they would show something like T-Rex next to a human, as compared to then in the third movie, like like there, when they're all in the airplane and stuff. And that just, that's, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't look as impressive. <laughs> it doesn't nearly look as impressive. Yeah, yeah. and like here... See how the human's like very at the very bottom because yeah. like the camera is way down looking up. It makes the dinosaur look so much bigger. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I, exactly. The the level of expertise in the filmmaking of that first movie mm -hmm. was amazing. Now, that's not to say there aren't impressive aspects to Lost World and Jurassic 3 because there was some pretty cool scenes in those too. Um so it was in three, I believe, was with the pterodactyls, right? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I love those pterodactyls. That was cool. That whole scene with the bridge and everything yeah, yeah. and the pterodactyls. Yeah. I mean. And even the plane crash scene with the Spinosaurus or whatever it's called. And the, the right. way they switch from miniature to practical effect right. is like seamless. It's very, very cool, man. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that is the one thing before we get into like really dissecting, you know, critically one two and three here i do think that all three of them stand up pretty well even with those little changes you know those things you mentioned mm -hmm. noted i do think they all stand up really well as just being visually amazing oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I okay so here's a question to put to you guys in the 90s i mean the 90s were all about trilogies and stuff you know we had matrix we had this we had so many different ones um, and then other ones that went beyond trilogy, even like Terminator, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think that Jurassic Park visually is the most compelling of all of them? Because I do. I'm not saying they're better than Terminator or better than Aliens or better than Matrix, although I do think they are better than Matrix. I like the Matrix a lot, you know, and we'll be talking that's, about the Matrix, mm, but that's a good contender though for that. But <laughs> I mean, Matrix really broke a lot of new ground. But I look at Matrix now and I look at some of the stuff they do and I'm like, it's it's dated mm -hmm. and it's and some stuff was just overdone and some stuff was compared to what they've done with it since then, some stuff just now you look at Matrix and you can't help but look at it and go, okay, impressive for the time, but compared to what they do 20 years later, it's no contender. Yeah. But I watch these movies, I watch Jurassic Park, and every now and then there's a scene that I'm like, nah, that, that looks a little weak. But most of all, I'm not taken out of the story, mm -mm. which that's... That's that impressive is something. Years later. Yeah, that's something to say for a movie that's over twenty five years old that has that that kind of uh, visual effects and stuff. Because there's very few that you can say, "Oh, you know, I'm not taken out of it." You know, you could. I mean, think about things even like what Lucas, you know, Spielberg's old buddy Lucas did later with uh, uh, Star Wars prequels one, two, and three, and you look at that, and I mean. There's tons of times in that, and that's a fantasy movie. That's not even based in reality, you know? But there's tons of times in those movies that I get taken out of the story because I look at the special effects and the, and the cinematography, it's, excuse me, <laughs> cinematography of it, and I go, oh, yeah, man, 
oh, yeah. that looks bad or oh that's so cheesy or oh that's ridiculous or whatever but I don't feel that way about this because the Star Wars and those other movies relied heavily on the CG of the 90s yeah that's not gonna hold up Jurassic Park mixed practical with CGI and they edited it together in a way where sometimes it was a seamless transition right sure some of the, some of the dinosaur like the Gallimimus run in the first one some of that looks yeah little bad not really but still a little bit but overall man the t-rex when that massive foot comes down that's a practical effect right it's a huge fucking head in the jeep i mean that's just brilliant man i love that stuff and see i think that's the way movies should be made i'm not anti-cg by any means i think computer graphics are fucking awesome but i think it's when you use it responsibly you know, if you use the CG to um, enhance something, right. then it's better than creating 100% a 3D model that is not going to hold up in 10 years or whatever, you know. And you should, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, to quote Dr. Malcolm, I mean, to kind of somewhat quote him, you know, the problem that happened later after this was that I think that movies like this opened everybody's eyes to go, holy shit, look what you can do with cg and they jumped on it and were like well we can do this we could do this we could do all this like stuff and it's like and to quote goldblum it's like yeah, you know you can just because you can <laughs> you never stop to ask yourselves whether you should <laughs> and that really is it because it's like they, it got to the point where i think so many people went well we could just do it in cg we'll just do it and it's like okay but should you should you do that Yes, you can make a giant dinosaur foot on a computer screen and everything and just put it in there. And okay, cool. But is that going to be better than if you made this giant practical effect and have it come stomping down and have people really go like feel that like that's there like that is right there by that Jeep by Sam Sam Neill and every like holy shit. That's yeah. Yeah. So and the sound design sells every fucking scene dude the sound and especially in that first one i mean that tyrannosaur roar is scary dude i'm just getting chills right now just thinking that (laughs) roar man it's (laughs) well one of the most famous scenes ever but especially just in this this uh franchise is of course the whole scene with the t-rex stomp you know with his footsteps and the shaking water and the Mm -hmm. and the jeep and all that kind of stuff and i mean that was one of those. I remember seeing that the first time at the theater. I specifically remember that the first time because everybody in the theater is real quiet, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that feeling. Everybody in the room, you could just tell everybody was just like holding, holding on. their breath. And- <laughs> yep. It's just like, oh shit. Because you know it's coming. You've been waiting for it to come. You know, it's already how many, you know, 40 minutes into the movie or whatever it is, you're just waiting for that to come. And the way they build that up, and it, yeah, yeah, it's and, brilliant, man. and it's all sound because yeah. you literally don't see anything. They're sitting in pitch blackness. Spielberg's so good at that stuff, man. I mean, he's like the master. <laughs> well, yeah, people people like to you know, kind of pick on him. Anytime you get that big and famous, people are gonna like lampoon you and yeah. make fun of you and you know pick you apart. But Spielberg is the Man, yeah, dude. so many of my favorite, favorite movies of all time are Spielberg. And, you know, just like with music, where sometimes you kind of feel like, 
admitting, you know, it's kind of like somebody who's I, you, you, you want to go for the more indie stuff or the little bit more left of center things to be like, those are my favorites. Cause then you feel like it's more cool. You know, it's like with music, if you're like, Oh, my favorite artists of all time are Metallica and Van Halen. And you know, and everybody's like, Oh boy. Okay. Radio boy, you know, like <laughs> pick the most obvious ones. I'm sorry, man. Spielberg and his movies, they're that big and popular for a reason because they just are better than you know close encounters et you know this uh, you know other uh, schindler's list you're listening to the prescribed films podcast network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment the shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Well, speaking of sound and sound effects and stuff, another amazing thing about this, of course, is the score. Incredible mm. score by John Williams, of Dude, course. I had the cassette tape yeah. for Christmas. I got it one year, and I would play it constantly. <laughs> yeah. I just love that that theme music, dude. So good. That's one I would love to sit down and maybe do an episode about even sometime is talk about soundtracks, mm-hmm. you know, because there's so many great soundtracks. And this this is one of them, you know. It's... The music, the way it builds up tension, the way it's done. I mean, again, it's Johnny Williams. He's he's incredible. So um, you had mentioned earlier, I looked at it uh, a moment ago, you had mentioned earlier talking about money, like how much it had made and everything. So putting this into perspective, so it cost them $63 million, which was expensive at the time. <laughs> 63 million to make this movie upon its original release it made 914 million dollars wow and that's early 90s move money okay 914 million incredible all right ready for this they re-released it later in 3d okay (laughs) you remember that and then proceeded to make over one billion dollars just on the 3D version. Yo, no, yope, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. Jurassic Park is big bank money, son. <laughs> big money, big money. God damn, this franchise is big money. <laughs> so you put that kind of into perspective now when you were talking about like, well, goddamn Spielberg made Crichton write a second one. It's like. Fucking of course he did. (laughs) You know, (laughs) made a lot of money, man. Yeah. I mean, and this was, like you said, pre Titanic, Mm -hmm. pre Avatar, pre Matrix, all that kind of stuff. So (laughs) that's, uh, that's, that's big bucks. Um, talk a little bit about the cast of the original. What do you think of that cast? Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Laura Dern, who can be kind of hit or miss sometimes. <laughs> she was great in this. Yeah. And her mother was great in Carnosaur as well. Oh, my God. Did they oh really? Yeah. 
they oh wow <laughs> corman <laughs> wow but yeah no she was cast perfectly for it and stuff uh in the book they made her sound a little bit more like sexy shapely kind of you know oh, really? yeah. you kind of get the impression that she was supposed to be a real stunner not saying there's anything wrong with Laura Dern I think she's a good looking woman but they amped it up in the book because it's, it's a Michael Crichton book yeah so. right exactly <laughs> well she did have a way of making khaki shorts look pretty goddamn good yeah yeah in the movies so. oh yeah no I'm not complaining <laughs> I'm not complaining I'm just saying they made it they made her sound a little bit more uh you know mm. Vavoom in the book and stuff. Gotcha. Um, and uh, Sam Neill, you know, I mean, he's perfect for the role. Mm-hmm. I can't, one of those guys that just owned the role. Yeah. And yeah, then, I of course, him both in the first and the third one. Yeah, yeah for really sure. Good. Yeah. Yeah. He was one of the redeeming factors of the third one for me. Because, <laughs> oh boy, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, <laughs> it's not all bad, but. Um, and then, of course, the triumvirate is, of course, Dr. Malcolm, mm-hmm. Mr. Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> with his uh, with his masculine uh, his masculine chest. I know I have I know I have the picture here somewhere. <laughs> oh man, I mean, and that whole thing with Goldblum and the chest out and everything—that's just become such a gag now. Yeah, like. If they could have only known back how, you know, 25 years ago about memes. <laughs> <laughs> There's old Jeffy. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Speaking of memes, that's right from one right there. But perfect for that role. Because mm-hmm. when I read the book and you think of how arrogant he was and his whole demeanor and stuff in, in the book and then you see Goldblum play it, you're like, oh, yeah. I think anyway, you know, because sometimes yeah. in books, like I said, you know, like you kind of go, oh, that's not the way I pictured him. You know, I pictured him be more like this. No, <laughs> he's Dr. Malcolm. Yeah, dude. for sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anything more you want to say about this first one? You got some uh, tidbits to say before we move on and start talking about the lesser sequel. <laughs> it is a lesser sequel, but it, yeah. still enjoyable to watch. <laughs> that's, I, the, that's the only weak thing that matters, really. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. But you know, we move on to uh, the the next one, which is uh, the Lost, Lost World. World. Uh, I wonder where yeah. he got that name from. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because of the old Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, right? I mean, he, that's Conan where Doyle. he know he right. says he got it from that. But right, you know. right, right. Yeah. They actually, um, side note, they did make some Lost World Sir Arthur Conan Doyle movies with, um, yes, what's his name, uh, Gimli. Oh, yeah, yeah, with uh, John oh, Rice Davies, right? I was just yeah, gonna say yeah, yeah. Sala, yeah, and uh, Peter Falk is in some of them too. Oh, jeez, <laughs> Peter Falk and John Rice Davies, yeah, I don't think I ever watched any of those, yeah, they made two or maybe three of them back in like the late 90s. I rented them from Blockbuster, okay, I enjoyed them, they're kind of cool. Okay, so he made Michael Crichton write the second book, but didn't he only use like two scenes out of the whole book? The cliff scene, and I can't remember what the other one was. God. He like completely rewrote everything. Well, for, for, for first of all, Ian Malcolm, he died in the book in the first one. Right. Mm-hmm. So he comes back, um, obviously, because he had to come back. 
So that was a little weird. So if you went from the first book to the second book, you'd be like, oh, wait a minute, that dude's dead. How'd he come alive? They also nuked the island in the first one. <laughs> well, this is a second island, isn't it? Yeah. So this is, is it Isla Sorna? So apparently this is where they actually made the dinosaurs. And oh. Isla Nublar was just a front. <laughs> and then there's... Yeah, I never quite understood how the, yeah. how the dinosaurs got to the second island. I, yeah, so, I missed that somehow. Yeah, so apparently that's where they bred them and made the dinosaurs, but then they just transported the some park eggs. Was that? Yeah, mm. to make it look like that's where they made the dinosaurs. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And then there's La Isla Bonita. <laughs> you know, the place that Madonna speaks of. <laughs> La Isla Bonita. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Mike Feldman's favorite Madonna song. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Hell's wrong with you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this one came out when when did this this came out in 97 uh yeah mm-hmm. that sounds about right so it was a good four years later which is a pretty long wait in those days you know did you see this one in the theater when it came out i'm sure i did what about you meg nope yeah i didn't see this one in the theater i waited until it was on vhs home video. yeah <laughs> home video and uh was disappointed to say the least. Yeah, say the least. Um aside from the fact that like you said it was I now I I read the Jurassic Park novel. I didn't read Lost World that I recall. I read some of it late. I read it later, but like before the movie or around it, I know. I had no no idea what it was going to be, but it was like, "Oh, okay, that's yeah." That's interesting. That's different. The one redeeming quality for me in the book is there's this chameleon dinosaur. That's really cool. Yeah. So I thought that was really awesome. But besides that, I don't know, man. Was, would you say it was a comedian dinosaur? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> take my stegosaurus, please. <laughs> <laughs> it was a comedian. Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, okay, look, I, it's just going to be too easy for me to bag on this movie. I got to think of some like redeeming factors and stuff. Vince Vaughn was great in it. You think so? Mm-hmm. I Really? Yeah. yeah I liked him in it. Yeah. All right, fine. I'm on the my scene own, on the I guess. boat when he's talking to that Spanish guy. Not these islands. He, sa- he says they're the islands of death. There's just this weird delivery during that part <laughs> that I just. I yeah, I agree. It. I agree. <laughs> I think a lot of the acting and stuff in this movie is. <laughs> right are you with me <laughs> right exactly now julianne moore who i'm normally a big fan of i i really like julianne moore and uh she's in some of my favorite movies like uh boogie nights and stuff like that she does an okay job in this she's okay but it, they start compared to laura dern's character who is you know She's, I think, a fairly strong character and a fairly strong woman, and she's intelligent and, you know what I mean, and all that, and I thought she was a good character. I felt like they made her, uh, Moore's character, kind of obnoxious mm-hmm. and and just a little bit too ignorant. And that is a big problem I have with all of the following Jurassic movies is there's too much ignorance for what they ought to know better now. Like I buy it in the first movie because this was all brand new and they were all 
basically hit with this. They didn't know what they were going to see. They didn't know what to expect. They didn't know any of it. So, you know, all things considered, I think that the cast in the first movie handled everything (laughs) as well as they could. Now we get to the next movie and Julian Moore just kind of has this very cavalier attitude about the whole thing. And is like, Oh, you know, I, I, you know, yeah, I know because Goldblum was her boyfriend or whatever. Oh, yeah, I know you've been telling me for years now about how you almost died and you had all these wounds and everything. But eh, I figured you were just full of shit. This isn't <laughs> that big of a deal. Like, look, there's I, I, I don't know. Like, that's just such a obvious movie trope. It's funny to me how she's been fine all this time. And then they all show up and all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Well. You know, again, obvious movie, movie trope, trope number yeah. two. But Malcolm knew, don't go to the island, stay in the fucking van, don't make noise. It's just all these other idiots who it's their first time. They don't, you know. Right. Same thing in the third one. Mm-hmm. Right in the third one, but at least in the third one, there is a stupid but valid reason for why they're going to the island. It isn't about just human hubris you know what i mean saying like oh fuck these dinosaurs yeah we know it you it just went wreck, wreaked havoc four years ago or whatever but eh, it ain't gonna happen again it's like what are you talking about of course it's gonna happen again but in the third one at least there's a little bit of a different reason why they're going there and stuff and and i so you know but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, let's let's just talk as much as we need to about the second one. Um, <laughs> I did think, I remember when I watched it, I did think that I had a love-hate relationship with the whole idea of them bringing the uh, Rex back to uh, American shores and everything. It was like kind of cool and kind of ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like I was it, It's it, fucking King Kong. That's what this movie is. Right. <laughs> but at least but again, King Kong, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that was ridiculous too, I suppose. But I but I mean King <laughs> Kong, like again, I could buy the hubris that people thought they in that movie that they could handle it and what they what they were planning on doing. I just felt like the whole way they handled it, even like the whole thing with, oh, well, the thing went crazy on the ship. And it's like, what, what did you think was going to happen? There was just so much about the second one that I was just like, of, of course, what did you think was going to happen? There was nothing shocking to me. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're forgetting something. What? People are fucking stupid. Well, people. Okay. And all enough. they're seeing is money, 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 money. How can I make money? Yeah. And they... And I get it. And that's true. And again, that's another typical movie trope. And I feel like they beat that one to death <laughs> in the Jurassic series is the whole thing is that like I like we joked at the beginning of this episode, you know, rich, greedy, whoever, whether they are an eccentric that just wants to do something amazing for the world like John Hammond did, or if it's like. These other people that, you know, that their their rich, spoiled offspring, you know, nephew that wants to t- that's taking over the company and just sees dollar signs and all this kind of stuff. It's like, I don't know, like they they do that too much. It gets to be too much. The only one. And again, I know we're not really talking about it, but the only one where I buy it 
and I'm like, okay, I, I buy this premise is the fourth movie Jurassic World. That one I buy it because at least at that point they try to they acknowledge all the mistakes of the past. They discuss it. It actually gets brought up mm-hmm. to the point where they're even like when the one guy's wearing a Jurassic Park shirt and they're yeah. and they're and uh, you know uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is like, is that you really think that's in good taste? Think about everything that happened with that. We're trying to like erase those mistakes and start over, and. It still goes wrong, you know, it still goes wrong because they're still stupid and they, and ultimately it does still come down to, well, your greed and hubris ended mm-hmm. up causing because you had to make this new kind of dinosaur that went crazy and you know, blah, blah, blah. But I could still, I could at least buy that premise that there was like, okay, they tried learning and now there's like, and the government is involved and in really watching them and anal- and it felt more real. You know, like it felt more realistic, the premise of that one. But two, uh, Lost World, Jurassic 3 to some degree, and then especially Fallen Kingdom. I'm like, I'm like, you're just doing, it's the same thing again. Like Fallen Kingdom is literally just now basically kind of telling the same story as Lost World, right? With some cloning in there. Yeah, well, then we throw stupid cloning, like, <laughs> subplots that don't, you know, that this daughter, his daughter was cloned, or is in, now pretending to be his granddaughter. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, big spoiler there. Yeah, but, you know, all this kind of stuff, and it's like, and it had no bearing on the it, story it, at it, all. Yeah, and it came up in the last five minutes, you're like, what? Wait a minute, who? I I was like, oh, uh, I guess. He's like, I don't get it. Yeah. You know, like you could. So she could press the button. And I was just going to say, yeah, it was all just so that she would have the uh, the the wherewithal to let the dinosaurs go because she's like, I'm a clone like them. It's like, what? really, really you doomed all mankind, you stupid little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. So, um, anyway, as far as Lost World, um, positive things that whole aforementioned cliff scene. Mm-hmm. With the with the jeep over the side of the cliff and on Excellent. all that and the winch and all, that's probably the best scene of the, the whole. The guy movie. getting ripped in half by the two T Rexes. Oh, Ooh, ah. that was a good one. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, the raptors going through that the uh, tall grass scene that was really awesome. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, it it's got okay. Lost World has its moments that are just entertainment, a little bit like ah, you know digging your nails into the couch kind of thing, you know. But other than that, in terms of a story, in terms of it really furthering the franchise, I don't know, man. After something so amazing as Jurassic Park, I expected better. You guys agree with me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, real quick before we move on, there to bring up a couple other things of note, I, I do think that there were some additional dinosaurs that they showed in the second one mm-hmm. and stuff. There was cool scenes, cute, some cute ones, like your Stegosaurus, which is your favorite. Yeah, my Stegosaurus. They're a cute little family with their baby. <laughs> I was so happy when I first saw this and they were on screen. I was like, finally, a fucking Stegosaurus, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. But another thing that I want to mention is, and correct me if I'm wrong because it's been a while, doesn't The Lost World, the movie, begin with the beginning of Jurassic Park, the novel with that family dining on the island, Mm -hmm. vacationing on the island with the little kid that gets attacked by all those little. That may be that. 
Well, no, because that's in the first novel, right? What? Yeah. That scene, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the first scene of the novel of, Dra- of the original Jurassic Park book. But they didn't use that for the movie. Instead, they opened Jurassic Park, the movie, basically with the whole shoot her scene when they're trying to feed yeah. the dinosaur. which is a brilliant opening dude absolutely because it just sets you up like what the fuck are we gonna see man yeah, yeah. and then they Edge don't show like you that. yeah and they don't show you for a long time right, right. whereas in the lost world you we have right five away. minutes of malcolm going to see hammond and all of a sudden boom sarah's in the fucking flock of stegosauruses you're like wait how did we get yeah. okay i guess yeah. we're in the movie now yeah <laughs> there's like no build-up to it it's just like fucking blow your load right now and then you know but I was excited to see when I first saw it. I was like, oh, that's, I know this because it's from the first book. It's like, oh, weird. Like, is this a prequel? Like, I didn't know if they were doing mm-hmm. some sort of prequel y kind of thing, but no, they just tacked it on yeah. to what? Lost World, you know. <clears throat> was it them running in the riverbed in that first novel as well? And they used it in this one? Um, the first novel had them evading a T-Rex in like a lifeboat down the river, mm-hmm. which they sort of- Kind of. Ho- yeah, and hodgepodge it into the third, third one at the end. It's the third one? Yeah, okay, sort of. Where they're in the of... boat and that Spinosaurus dinosaurs chase them. So they kind of stole some of that. Same with the pterodactyls. Right. That's in the first novel. And they put it in the third film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I think it is time. It's some time- to move on to the last movie we're going to talk about, the third part of the trilogy, known as simply Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. <laughs> now, this movie is excellent. Really? Dude. I really enjoyed this one, too, I actually. love this movie. Really? Love this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was working at Toys R Us when this movie was coming out, and we got the toys... And I just remember looking at them and going, holy shit, they're making another Jurassic Park movie. I cannot wait to go see this. <laughs> and I did go see it in the theater by myself because no one else wanted to go see this movie with me because they thought they said, that's a fucking terrible idea. <laughs> it kind of was, man. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. <laughs> no, so <laughs> first of all, all right, so Jurassic Park 3, it came out in... 2001, right? Late yeah. 2001. Yeah, something like that. Um, not too long before you joined November's Day. Correct, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. As you were still at the toy store when, I was. when you joined the band. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah. I quit in 2003 when I would have been in the band for about a year at that point. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, and it had no bearing on Vito getting hired into November's <laughs> Doom, the fact that he worked in the band. And that Larry wanted Lord of the Rings figures that only came out of Toys R Us during that time. It had no bearing whatsoever on me joining not at all <laughs> not at all <laughs> it did a little and bit then Larry, Larry was like, Larry, i'm actually quitting at toys R- toys r us i'm not gonna be working there anymore and larry's like oh, nice knowing you you quit <laughs> well, i got no. nobody else lined up yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't blame you because even though i never worked at toys r us i knew enough about toys r us i was like yeah i could see why you didn't do that you know but Anyway, um, yeah, this so this came out in 2001, and it wasn't uh, directed by Spielberg. Spielberg mm-hmm. was out at this point. It was, uh, what was his name? Joe Johnston. Yep. And all things considered, he did okay. It's all right. It's, it's, it's at least a step up for me from Lost World. I think there's a much superior film to the second one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I'll agree with that. 
but it doesn't even come close to the first film. Oh, no. No. Nothing will. I don't think I ever. It's still good. Yeah, but for Sequel Man over here, he's probably like, but it's pretty goddamn close. Uh huh. See? Um, yeah, I'm not going to go that far. No, but it's. It was really enjoyable. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. Flaws and all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it 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 has its flaws. That's that's for damn sure. Um, <laughs> so the premise of this one is that they get Sam Neill and his character back to the island, mm-hmm. which of course, if you know enough about his character from before, he's like, "There's no way in hell I'm going back to that island." And the whole premise is that he gets lured back there under the false pretenses that he's just giving them like an aerial guided tour. And then comes to find out that he's actually going to be landing there and going on a search and rescue <laughs> mission because a married or no, I'm sorry, a divorced couple of all things, a divorced couple uh, lost their son and her the boyfriend. new boyfriend, yeah. fiance, whatever, when they were parasailing off the coast and everything. Because it's a brilliant idea. <laughs> Well, and that's again where I get into the whole, oh, come on. Like this movie in particular, this movie, even even more, as much as this is a better movie than the second one, this movie, it's just like Sam Neill and a bunch of stupid motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm not saying that I have anything against the actors themselves because William H. Macy, who plays the divorced dad, and then Tay Leone, who plays the uh, uh, divorced mother, are not are they fine actors? I like Macy in particular. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I like him a lot. He's he's, he's great in a lot of things. Another another uh, Boogie Nights alumnus. That's uh, last movie we had Julian Moore. Now we've got Little Bill, <laughs> William H Macy, and uh, who he was amazing in that. But um, they're so fucking obnoxious. That married couple is so obnoxious yeah, they are. that I literally was like, please die. I, I was. I was like, oh, I hope they die. I hope they get eaten. And I get what they were trying to do. And I can appreciate the idea that they were trying to add this other element. Like I said, it was nice. It was a double-edged sword. It was nice that it wasn't just the typical greedy rich people are going there to get the dinosaurs and bring them back, even though they should fucking know better. It was nice that that was not the main crux of it and that they went for a more down-to-earth, I guess, you know, reason. It's like they're just there to save their son. They don't give a shit about the dinosaurs. They just want to get in, find him, get out. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, I just didn't care about their story. They kept trying to shoehorn in the whole thing about, like, you know, them bickering like a typical divorced couple would bicker and all this kind of stuff. And again, sometimes it was okay. It played for laughs. But a lot of times I was just like, really? Like, you're on a dinosaur island, like, threatened of being killed, like, every five seconds here. And you guys are, like, bitching about, like, well, what about that car you bought? And it's like, that's why I left you. And I'm like... Okay, look, I'm not saying there aren't people out there that are really that petty and lame, but I don't really want to watch them on screen for two hours, <laughs> and I don't want to watch them on screen for two hours if they don't get fucking eaten by a goddamn T-Rex. <laughs> and then the, the little kid, then they finally show the kid and everything. They reunite with him, 
and stuff. And you just kind of get the feeling that this kid is like, I was better off on the island. <laughs> and he was doing pretty good for himself. He was. He was a survivalist. He, yeah, right? man. Again, everything was fine. Right. They all showed up. Right. He was like, I was doing pretty goddamn good. Got these smoke bombs here. I'm good, man. <laughs> got these smoke bombs. I got these cheeseburgers. <laughs> Next, oh, like, I don't man. even know what that is. <laughs> I got these cheeseburgers. <laughs> oh, man. Forget it. That's a whole other movie yeah. we got to talk about. But in any case, yeah, he's he's got his little bunker and everything. And, and you know, and that was kind of cool, the idea that he was being rescued by a guy who was kind of like a, a hero of his because he had read the Sam Neill's books and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Much like the kid in the first book yeah. or the first movie. Yeah. The little boy. Yeah. Um, I also, uh, I, I really liked the way they did add in um, uh, Laura Dern's character mm-hmm. in kind of like a small supporting role. Here's what she's up to. You know, she's got yeah. a kid and she's married and all this right. stuff. Yeah. I, I really liked what she was doing and stuff in there. And it's it's cast well. I'll I'll give you that. It's definitely more exciting of a movie for me. With dinosaur fights and stuff. Yeah, yeah that's I think so it's so cool. But mm-hmm. the whole plane chase. I thought the plane crash scene was great. Them taking off and the guy gets fucking eaten right when they're going yeah, up and his blood was, splatters. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The plane stuff is great. But I I guess the main thing about this movie. Okay, I guess I have to be fair. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn around. You've turned me around a little bit, guys. Woo-hoo. Good job, Vito. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have to be fair. The biggest problem is, is that watching this movie and holding it up to the first one. And yeah, you can't do that. No, you can't. Do I that, know, dude. but you can't help but do that because <laughs> it is a sequel, and it's got you know, it's got Laura Dern, it's got Sam Neill, it's you know what I mean. It's building off of that. And so many things, all the aforementioned things we discussed, you know, uh, the CG not being done quite in the in the cinematography, mm-hmm. not being done quite as great. And it, it does show. And then we got to address the 800 pound elephant in the room, which was the dream raptor, <laughs> otherwise known as the dream raptor. <laughs> We're the dream raptors. <laughs> oh my god and if people don't know what i'm talking about there's a scene in the movie it's and it's early in the movie which was a problem for yeah. me because it, it like, kind of you, right. can't, you can't do that to larry then 15 minutes in man he'll just check out on you it sort of set it, it sort of set the the mood for the rest of it when sam neill's apparent you don't realize he's dreaming he's sleeping on the plane ride to the island and somebody yells out alan and then he looks, and there is a raptor with a human voice saying, <laughs> Alan! <laughs> it's funny as fuck, but it... It signifies that he's still having nightmares. and post-traumatic. And, yeah. Okay, of, you know. but they shouldn't have had the raptor say, Alan! Like they should have, like he should have heard like a noise and then turned and, and like... Like the alien turned. where he comes up to his face, he's like, ah! Yeah. Has that been better? Dude, no. You know what? You know what it reminds me of, Vito. You're you're not gonna know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm What's talking new? about. You know what it reminds mm. me of? Holy shit! It reminds oh. me of fucking 
mega shark? Mega shark. When that guy's flying in that in that <laughs> airplane over the ocean, and then he looks out the window and he goes, "Holy shit!" And then all of a sudden they show that giant. <laughs> this shark jumps like twenty thousand feet in the air and jumps a fucking plane. <laughs> brilliant it's, dude that movie is a piece of garbage it's worth watching just for that one scene just for that one scene but that's but you expect it from a movie like mega shark yeah. versus giant octopus okay it's called mega shark versus giant octopus for fuck's sake okay this is jurassic park 3 that's what i'm saying like he could have woken up and there could have just been a raptor there that like hissed at him you know and be, like wake up yeah. and then you'd literally be like oh my god like that would have been a great precursor to what was to come you get you know what i'm saying yeah instead they played it for like any any if they were supposed to be like no it was supposed to be shocking it's like dude really that was shocking that made me the first time i saw that i literally laughed out loud i was like <laughs> That was like a rewind it three times. <laughs> like, no, they did not do that. It just, yeah. And and it did. It did kind of because this movie, even though the other movies had humorous points to it, this movie felt more like slap on the back, yeah, funny kind of thing. A lot of the William H. Macy stuff and everything, you know, was supposed to be like, oh, look at this bumbling fool, you know, and I'm like... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know we had what's his face. We had Newman in the first movie, who was kind of, but he, but even him, for as goofy as he is, uh, Wayne uh, Wayne Knight, Wayne mm-hmm. Knight, even for as goofy as his character was and everything, like he was, there was this, he was sinister. He was yeah. a bastard. He was a shitty little bastard, yeah. man. And uh, the way you know, so even though he was bumbling and stuff, it was it was different. Same with some of the characters in the second one. This one, ah, yeah. If we took the third movie and just trimmed it down a lot of that extraneous stuff of like the couple having their conversations and bickering and various various things like that some of the stuff with the uh the rest of the camp uh the the other the other guys that were there to you know go with them the and, muscle or whatever the yeah, camp, the, yeah whatever you want to call it um and most of them get fucking taken out right taken away. out like right away and it was just like okay what was the point of that i don't know dude raptors that's all i got to say <laughs> how fucking awesome was all the raptor stuff okay the the communication the language that they had together like they worked together more so than in the first one i just love the expansion of that you know mm-hmm. that I, yeah. that's why i love this movie so much is all the raptor stuff i just find it so fascinating even though as we come to find out, that's not what raptors were like, <laughs> but still. I'm yeah, well, why don't you bring that? I know we talk about that in the other thing, too, but why don't you bring that up? So Megan went through some notes for her audio cast, and she found out that velociraptors are only, what, two feet tall? Mm-hmm. Or were They're two feet tall? just tiny little guys. Disappointing. I know, there's tiny little turkeys, feathered turkeys. That sucks. <laughs> like I said, in the audio cast, Carnosaur got it right, because... The Dionychus dinosaur is what the Velociraptor is in these movies, and Carnosaur has them in their movies. Who knew? Once again, you learn. Carnosaur gets the science right when Jurassic Park doesn't. Now, how crazy is that? <laughs> Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. Oh man. It's funny. Anything that gets Vito to be able to like get up on his soapbox about <laughs> Carnosaur 
just brings me joy. <laughs> it brings me joy too, man. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, my criticisms of the third movie are legit. But that being said, I think that the positives of the third movie do outweigh the negatives. It's just that the negatives tend to stick in my craw a little bit. <laughs> you know, this isn't like going to surprise anybody out there. But as drawing a comparison of how th times had changed, um, not just in the quality of the movie itself and stuff, but the public's interest in it comparatively, because you figure the third movie came out almost 10 years later, yeah, nearly a decade. So it took them basically a decade to put out this trilogy. By the time this third one came out, now this movie cost even more to make now, again, there's inflation and stuff, too, because you talk about this movie was made how many years later. But mm -hmm. this movie cost even more to make than the first Jurassic Park movie. I think this movie was, yeah, it was $93 million okay. to make. Okay. However, it made $368 million. So. That's still pretty good. Not, uh, not the first one good, but that's still pretty goddamn good. Well, it's a success. Mm -hmm. But it isn't, I mean, the way it works in the business is if your first movie in a franchise makes a billion dollars and then your third movie makes like a third of that, a third of that, <laughs> that's considered a fucking failure, kid. <laughs> it just is, you know. Um, and so with that, that basically signified like the end. Mm-hmm of this you know it was like okay we're done that's it obviously we're not gonna capture lightning in the bottle twice with this we put out these two sequels we even brought back Dern and Neil and all this other kind of stuff and some other bigger name names in here and all this and Kathleen Kennedy still was producing uh, you know executive producing it blah 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 and they just couldn't do it so they decided that well okay the public's over it we'll move on and then, what was it in 2015? I believe it was 2014, 2015. I think it was later than that, no? 2016, maybe. Was it? No, I thought no. it was 2015. Was it? But we finally got another sequel, um, which to me worked better. I love the fact that they actually acknowledged it as being that much time. You know, they didn't just try to, even though this movie was made. 20 years after the original one, you know, it's only been five years or something like that. Like, mm -hmm. I love the fact that they acknowledge that it's like it's been 20 years and stuff, you know, things are different. We got Jurassic World, which, again, we're not going to get into all into it and stuff, but I think is a wonderful movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Mm -hmm. I, I loved it. <clears throat> um, and everything and people obviously were ready finally for it to come back, but because they were talking about Jurassic Park 4 like in the mid-2000s. Yes. And I saw some leaked scripts and photos, and I was like, ooh, this is actually kind of interesting. Oh, I've oh, never, really? I knew about the Jurassic Park 4, but I've never seen any leaks. They were, a basic plot point of the movie was they were going to genetically engineer half-human, half-dinosaur soldiers for the military. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Dude, are you fucking <laughs> what are you, kidding me? What? Jesus oh, God. my God. <laughs> I, the picture that popped up in my head 
was amazing because I just picture some some like human looking like top, you know, like a, like in an army outfit. But then his bottom legs are like are like this, you know. But then like the top. Oh my god! Like I, running all fast like a raptor. One, but then one sketch hit. I saw was the head was it looked more of like the dome dinosaurs from Lost World, the ones that got into the ramming position. Yeah, okay. It had that head, but it walked upright like a soldier, and I think it had a tail too. That was one of the sketches I saw. Right, and well, it had but, a gun. Well, but they did do that then. That was, but then they adapt adapted it and molded it, and he was known as Barney the fucking dinosaur. <laughs> <sighs> man, oh man! Of course, I should. You know, we should have known. We Meg. Yeah, we asked. We should have known when right Vito was it. saying it was pretty badass. We should have been like, oh lord. <laughs> Well, needless to say, they took some of that idea because they yeah. wanted to weaponize the Velociraptors, right. and that was yeah. whole Vincent Onofrio's role. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh! I like gene splicing stories when you take <laughs> stuff and mix them together, and no. you know, I don't know. That's that would have been something. No, I'm I'm sorry, Vito. I am glad that they held <laughs> off. Mm-hmm. They fine tuned that just just a little. Yeah, because I did like the idea of what they did with the raptors and stuff in Jurassic yeah, World, dude. and the fact that they showed that some of them were evolving and really smart, like Blue, yeah. and all that. Yeah, great, great, great. Chris great. Pratt is excellent, and I love mm-hmm. Chris Pratt. Bryce, Bryce Dallas, Dallas Howard is really yeah. good in that as well. Yeah, it's cast well, even though a lot of that still borrows. You know, it's like <laughs> okay, I feel like some of this is the same story again, but oh well, you know. That's typical of these franchises, I suppose. But in any case, I mean, I guess you guys already answered, but just to to sum it all, I guess we're all in agreement. So we can't do a top five because we're not talking about all five. We're just talking about the original three. So if we were supposed to go in order from least to the best. Least to best. Okay. I think we're all in agreement, right? That we're going to say Lost World was the least good. Yeah. Jurassic Park 3 was second, mm-hmm. and then the best is Jurassic Park, the original. Yep. Yes. I can't believe for once we are all <laughs> in a small miracle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> oh my God. Um, <laughs> we all agreed on Jurassic Park. And then we agreed on Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wait till we talk about the, the troll movies. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Vito says, ooh. The troll movies? Mm-hmm. They're fucking horrible. 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 I remember seeing the first one. I was a little kid on TV, and it freaked me out. There was one scene. Well, granted, yeah. Yeah. But now you watch, you're like, Wait. There's like a fantasy sequence in it. It's just weird. Horrible. But Troll Two is where it's at, dude. Troll Two is is <laughs> widely Troll Two is widely regarded as one of the worst movies of all time. Yeah, and that's where I got that oh my god thing. From. There's a documentary called The Best Worst Movie, and it's all about the making of Troll Two. From the there's a kid actor, and he grew up, and he filmed a documentary about the movie he was in. And he revisited all the cast. It was it's excellent. I need, I've excellent. never seen. I've seen excerpts of it. I've got to see the whole oh, thing. I dude. know. I know. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. It's up there with like um, what's that um, the fucking Donkey Kong 
Movie. Oh yeah, yeah, King of Kong. Yeah, dude, oh, it's like up one. there as far as like great, really. Yeah, man, you would fucking love the shit out of it, man. All I right, guarantee. Yeah. It. Okay. <laughs> well, in any case, thank God. <laughs> even as bad as some aspects of Lost World and stuff are, none of them compare to the troll movies. So. So it's a win. It is all a win, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I love I love the Jurassic Park series, man. So. I was excited. I love we the were... video games growing up, dude. See, yeah, tell us a little bit about that because yeah. I don't know much about the video games. Dude, I was really into Sega Genesis and they had Jurassic yeah, Park for Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo. And you could play as Alan Grant and you'd have to go through. It was like a platform where you jump, jump and shoot dinosaurs and collect stuff. Or you can play as a fucking Velociraptor. No, no <laughs> shit. Dude, I loved it. Now the only thing that I've heard is it hard? Yeah, yeah, very, I heard that it's very hard. super hard, super hard. Mm-hmm. And I was, I still am, totally obsessed with the Sega CD Jurassic Park game, which okay. was like a half full motion video, half point and click adventure game, where you had to oh. go through the island and collect eggs from each species. While oh, I heard the engine team was coming to take the eggs, and that yeah. was the final level, is you had to fight these guys off to get the eggs off the island. Right, <laughs> dude, it was so fucking good, man. And yeah. you got to like collect items and figure out clues. It just, it's so good, <laughs> so damn good. We should maybe sounds that's... like another Vito's plays mm-hmm. on the way. <laughs> I was just gonna say maybe that's something we think about for the future. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> revisit this maybe when we. Go to talk about the other Jurassic, the Jurassic World series. Maybe is a little side thing was we'll play a bunch of the uh, Jurassic video games. Yeah. So and there was um, an arcade version where you sat in a jeep and you had a gun and you had to shoot dinosaurs as they came on screen. That was a really fun one too. Wow. But anyway, yeah, man, I know this is a subject we're going to be revisiting later. You know, because as we said, there's more movies coming out. There's other facets of it to discuss and everything. So. I'm going to probably talk about the toys at some point and everything because mm-hmm. there's some great toys. And oh, I yeah. love dinosaur toys in general. Like, I mean, you know, go figure. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I love me some dinosaur toys. Yeah, we barely touched anything on the, the audio cast. There's tons more to talk about there, too. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, if you people want to hear more about us talking about dinosaurs and not just talking about like movie dinosaurs, but talking about real dinosaur tales megan has a whole lot to say <laughs> about the bone wars yeah. <laughs> and people go what's the bone wars well you will find out in the audio cast <laughs> definitely watch and listen to our audio cast we call it the audio cast because it's even though it's on youtube and stuff it's an audio only with just like a slideshow kind of thing that pertains so it's still interesting to look at <laughs> and uh yeah definitely check it out because it's gonna be a good one mm-hmm. that was fun yeah yeah so with that i don't think we have anything more to say there's nothing more to say here we took a nice big bite out of the subject, and uh, <laughs> hopefully it didn't come out like a big steaming pile of dino poop. That's one big pile of shit. And it's one big pile of shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, folks, thank you so much. Uh, make sure you uh, like and subscribe and comment. We want to know more. We'd love to know more about what you guys think of the Jurassic Park series. Uh, did you watch the other sequels? Do, do, do you love them as much as Vito does? Or do you kind of feel like me and go, it could be better? And, or are you like Meg, who is just like, I just like to see dinosaurs eat people? <laughs> <laughs> you would love the Carnosaur series then, Megan. I'm just oh saying. Oh, my gosh. It's like 
We need to carnosaur count. Yeah. <laughs> How many times? Yeah, we it? should. We should do a carnosaur count. It up the- <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, there'll be a carnosaur count on this video and everything. But yeah, Megan's very bitey. She likes to. She's just very always biting. If you watch our, yeah, it's the other thing. If you haven't seen our teasers that we made for this, <laughs> where we reenacted and reimagined some of those scenes, uh, definitely check that out. She gets those were a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah she gets very bitey in those. But anyway. Till next time, folks. Use your mandible claw. Is that what it is? The mandible claw? Toe claw. Toe, Toe claw. claw. Something like mandible claw. I think that's like it's, it's like a jaw. That's yeah. wrestling. Yeah. No, that's 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 uh that's uh that's a move, isn't it? Yeah, that's a wrestling move. That's a Mick Foley move. Is it, the mandible is it? claw. Yeah. Yeah. Use your toe claw. So. <laughs> See y'all later. See ya. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks for checking out the podcast. Let us know what you think in the comments as well as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please click on the links in the description to follow us and make sure you hit that subscribe button below. And if you want to help us out, please check out our Patreon page as well. We'll be back with more soon. Thanks. Thanks. Holy shit, did we do it? Yeah, (laughs) we did it.